Tyson, Don't Call Me Tommy, Fury versus Deontay. Nothing but excuses. Wilder, fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, Let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Tyson Fury. Undefeated. 30 wins. Zero losses. Of his 30 wins, 21 are inside the distance. Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder. 42 wins, his single loss. Of his 42 wins, 41 are inside the distance. Currently, you have Fury as a minus 300 favorite. Wilder comes back right around 225. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds. We'll go, plus 205. Won't go, minus 245. Fury wins inside the distance. Even money. Fury wins by decision, plus 295. Wilder wins inside the distance, plus 355. Wilder wins by decision, 12 to 1. Fight is a draw, 20 to 1. Obviously, this is the fir- third fight, the trilogy fight. Full disclaimer, I'm going to go over the first two fights and what I had picked. Normally, I would say you can go back and look at these on my YouTube channel, but Obviously, if you've been following me, they banned me. So I don't have all the videos up on Rumble, but anybody who's been following me obviously knows I take the hot with the cold, the good with the bad, the ugly with the beautiful. So I think you guys can take me at my word here. In the first fight, I had Deontay Wilder. I thought it was going to be a case where Fury had to fight perfectly. And if he didn't, especially with the layoff coming in very, very heavy, I thought he would be in danger. I think you saw that in the first fight. Even though at the end of it, to be fair, I thought Fury did win the fight. But you saw he was in in danger throughout. And then, of course, the last round where Wilder took his soul. And somehow the man was able to get up at the count of nine. But, of course, there was danger presented there throughout the fight. In the second fight, I picked Fury and I picked him by knockout. Now... Why did I do that? That's because Fury had switched camps, went to Kronk, and he told everybody what he was going to do. Now, all the so-called experts leaning into that said that was a suicide mission. If you fight Deontay Wilder toe-to-toe, you're going to get knocked out. They pointed out he had already been dropped, almost knocked out in the last round of the first fight, and there was no way in hell he could stand toe-to-toe with a bronze bomber. The issue here is they didn't understand A, Deontay Wilder loops his punches. He needs you at the end of his punch to do the most damage. And B, 
he fights terribly off of his back foot compared to how he fights when he's going forward. Not to mention Tyson's what, 6'8", 6'9"? I mean, the dude is a big dude. Not considered a big puncher, but he's very big. And if he can get in on you, wear on you, and hit you with those hammers, eventually you're going to take damage. This is why I liked Tyson Fury by stoppage. Of course it happened. It was a brutal beatdown. He really gave Deontay Wilder some leather. Ultimately ended up stopping him. And because of the way that he fought Wilder, I think that's the way you're seeing these odds now. And most people are saying, no way in hell Wilder can adjust. What can he do? You've seen the training footage of Wilder out there. And then here come the experts right away. Deontay Wilder, he can't outbox Tyson Fury. Why is he trying to learn how to fight off the back foot? He needs to blah, 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 blah. Similar to what you heard in the second fight with Fury. If Fury does this, he can't trade with Deontay Wilder. You get where I'm going with this, guys? Do you see? Do you see the pattern here? Now listen. The reason that Deontay Wilder is switching it up is because he was totally and utterly shocked that Fury did what he said he was going to do, push the fight, get in his face, and beat him down, and was able to do it so effectively. What do you expect Deontay Wilder to do? For all the experts out there that think it's a waste of time for Wilder to add any more tools into his toolbox, what do you expect the man to do? Not improve at all? Not try to improve? Just come out with the exact same game plan? He had no answers for when Fury pushed him on the back foot. None whatsoever. Fury basically toyed with him, broke him down, and knocked him out. If he was a bigger puncher, he would have finished him far faster. And you saw Wilder came out with excuses, fired trainers, was pissed off. You know, my legs were... I mean, it was just nonstop excuses about why he lost because... In his mind, he could not even fathom that Tyson would be able to do what he did. So going into the third fight, a fight that Wilder wants to get back more than anything, you can just feel it. You can see it. What is he supposed to do? He has to try to adjust. It's so moronic to me. You hear these same experts time and time and time again. And when I say experts, there's air quotes there. Experts. That harp on fighters for not adjusting, not adding more tools, not trying to get better. And then when a fighter does do that, they go, oh, he can't do that. No way. He can't do that. He needs to just go out there and try to knock Fury's head off. Hell, even Tyson, Mike Tyson said that. Eh, just go out for five or six rounds, try to knock him out. Eh, if you can't, him or you. I mean, <laughs> like... Granted, I've harped on Wilder for a long time that he was not the most skillful fighter in the world, that he was very, very basic and just relied on power, but it worked for him. Again, he was undefeated until he met Fury. He hadn't really struggled much until he he met Fury. You could say some of the Ortiz fights, but still, he dropped the hammer and he got out of that trouble. It was only Fury that wasn't able to really put down and out, even in the first fight, and he almost did it. And then in the second fight, of course, he got demolished. But still, it was working for Wilder. So for me, I give him props for realizing that it's going to be extremely difficult if he doesn't add a little bit of a wrinkle to his game to say, maybe I can try this. Let's see if this works. I've got the power. I can always rely on the power. I can always go to the power. If this doesn't work, I can go back to the way I fought for 42 fights. So 
what is he going to do specifically? I'm going to break it down and tell you exactly what Deontay Wilder is going to do. Exactly the game plan, just like did in the second fight that Tyson Fury was going to do. This is what Deontay Wilder is going to do. And this is one of the things that people are missing when they, they see the training footage of him and they hear him talk and they kind of think that, oh, he's going to outbox Tyson Fury. He's going to try to be a Muhammad Ali in there. No, this is not what he's planning on doing. What he's planning on doing is adding a little bit of that movement to draw Tyson Fury in and knock him out with his power. He is not looking to outbox Tyson Fury for 12 rounds and win on points. What he's looking to try to do is to run Tyson Fury into his one of his big, powerful shots, specifically, generally, usually the right hand. But he's working to have Tyson overcommit where Deontay's able to step back, create a little space, and counter the shot of Tyson Fury. To do this, he has to create space going backwards. This does not mean he needs the box like Lara. He doesn't need to have the swiftest feet in the world. He just needs to be able to create enough space that makes Tyson come up short where he can counter over that short shot from Tyson Fury. This is the exact game plan that Deontay Wilder is going to utilize against Tyson Fury. Now... Can he perfect it? Well, he's had a little bit extra time since the fight got postponed. It was supposed to be the AJ fight. Then we had the court case. The Wilder fight came back. Tyson got COVID, was out for an extra month. So he's had a little more time to perfect the game plan with Malik Scott, his new trainer, to utilize a little bit of footwork off the back foot. Not to box again around the ring like he's Ali and move and dip and die. He's just looking to draw that offense out from Tyson Fury. Boom! Make a miss. Lights out. And we both know. Everybody who's listening to this understands that if Deontay Wilder lands on Tyson Fury, he can put him down. He can possibly put him out. He was one second away from doing it. Now... The thing I criticized Wilder for in the second fight, and the reason I didn't think he'd be able to do well going off his back foot is because he's never fought that way. He didn't train that way. And in the few fights that you saw him fight like that, you could see there was a huge problem with the amount of power he was able to generate off the back foot. Again, he used far too much movement in those few fights where he fought off the back foot, and he wasn't adept at doing it. So he didn't know how to deliver power going backwards what has changed in this fight i believe he's training not necessarily again to move swiftly non-stop for three minutes every single round but just enough good footwork and balance to balance his power when he goes back and be able to deliver it instantaneously going forward so again make him miss make him pay you hear that all the time This is specifically what Deontay Wilder is training to do. He's training to make him miss and make him pay, but not in a traditional boxing sense. It's just a big enough gap, a big enough miss. It only has to be by a hair 
where he can make Tyson Fury miss and he's going to immediately come back with a counter. You saw this problem with Deontay Wilder in the second fight, specifically with Tyson Fury, where when he went back and Tyson was able to close the distance, what happened? Give you a little time to answer. What happened? He muffed up. He goes straight defense. 99% of the time, he goes straight defense. He doesn't, didn't understand the ability to counter. So as soon as that distance was closed, again, long dude, likes people at the end of his punches. He realized he couldn't launch offense. It was going to miss. So he immediately covered up. It allowed Tyson Fury to basically hammer him without any worries about what was coming back from him because Deontay didn't understand and wasn't able to judge the distance good enough. Now he is practicing on Tyson Fury coming forward, him moving back just enough, just when Tyson launches that offense, boom, boom, boom. This is the game plan. Make him miss, make him pay. Can he do it? From the training footage I've seen, he's not trying to land four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten punch combinations. He is literally working on just making Tyson come up short and delivering a powerful shot or two that he believes A, can either put Tyson down and out right there, or B, make Tyson back up. This is the benefit of what Wilder is practicing and going to try to implement come fight night. He can either just make Tyson Fury miss and land a haymaker that puts Tyson down, or even if he just lands or grazes and Tyson moves back, not forward, this allows Deontay Wilder to fight like Deontay Wilder normally fights on the front foot with an opponent at the end of his punches. This is what he's trying to do. They believe it's a two-fold proposition here. I can hit Tyson Fury coming forward, make him miss with a shot, and land a hell of a bomb that could potentially end the fight right there. Or I can make him miss, and I'm going to fire, and maybe it doesn't put him down, but it hits him, or it whizzes by him, and Tyson Fury's natural reaction is to take a step or two back Now he's in range. Now I can fight like I normally like to fight. I can take one step forward. He's going to be in range. Boom. Right hand, left hook. So what happens if Tyson Fury comes forward? Wilder makes him miss, but he doesn't make him pay. Well, this is where the boxing ability, the moving backwards, the training to move two, three, four, five steps back is going to come into play. Because it may not work perfectly, where Wilder steps back, Tyson misses, Wilder cracks him. It may be a case where Tyson comes forward, Deontay makes a miss, Deontay fires and misses, and Tyson Fury comes forward again. So Wilder has to be perfecting that he has the ability to move back not only one or two steps, but maybe three or four. Again, this is totally different than 
boxing off the back foot. He's literally just trying to create distance, be a better judge of the distance and the range so he can land his long looping shots. Hopefully, if you're on Deontay Wilder, you're hoping that he's tightened up the shots and instead of a looping right hand, maybe he throws it straight or maybe he puts a little more oomph and perfects his left hook a little bit more. The guy is powerful. So anything he hits you with, look, he's hit people with slop and knocked them out, including Tyson Fury and dropped them. So, I mean, if you perfect those punches a little bit better, I mean, hell, the dude does bring power. You can't dis- discount that he can crack. So any of these things that he's able to implement, in my opinion, give him a hell of a shot to put Tyson Fury in some danger. Now, Tyson Fury, there's some things I don't like about Tyson Fury going into this third fight. Remember, first fight, Wilder. That's who I was on. I thought Fury ultimately won the fight. Second fight, I picked Tyson Fury, knockout. He demolished him. Easy peasy, no problem. Third fight, there's some issues with Fury that I just don't like. Obviously, the COVID situation. Now, how does he come back from that? How bad was it? He said the extra time off, he didn't even do anything. He believes he could be 400 pounds. And still beat Deontay Wilder with no training. This is a problem. Because, in my opinion, Tyson Fury's always been confident. He's always been a big talker. And he's always backed it up. But here's the thing. If you are overconfident, if you calculate an error whatsoever, if you are not 100% spot on with your game plan, and executing it against Deontay Wilder, you know it only takes one single solitary shot from Wilder to put your lights out. He's proved it. Again, one second away from knocking your ass out in the last round. So this dude has shown he's carrying his power from round one through 12. He's always going to be dangerous. In fact... If I recall correctly, Tyson Fury said after the second fight to Deontay Wilder and that very first round, Wilder hit him with a right hand that shook him to his boots. And that's in a fight that he dominated. And only anybody ever remembers just the destruction at the hands of Fury. But Fury, if you believe him and what he said, Wilder had already bombed him in the first round that made him go, whoa, flashbacks of the first fight. The guy is dangerous. I have a feeling there's something about Fury in this fight that doesn't seem like he's taking it seriously. Rumors that early on when the fight just got made, he was partying in Vegas. I know he was here. Uh, Maybe that he was ballooning up a little bit in weight. Of course, they say he always wants to come in heavier now. I mean, the the COVID situation, him saying he can beat Deontay on his worst day and he's already proved it in the first fight and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't seem to me that he thinks Deontay Wilder is capable of changing up anything he's able to do. And Tyson Fury has stated he's going to come out and bull rush him. Just steamroll Deontay Wilder. And just put it on him, just like he did in the second fight. The difference is, Wilder was expecting Tyson Fury to box in the second fight. In this fight, he's expecting 
Tyson Fury to come at him. And he's been training the entire training camp for Tyson Fury that is aggressive, maybe overly aggressive. A Tyson Fury that is disrespecting the danger of Deontay Wilder. And we all know you never, ever overlook your opponent, especially at this level, against a puncher like Deontay Wilder. It worries me enough that I think if you're looking at this fight and you like Fury, I would hesitate to take him at the current lines. I think the under 12 full rounds is the correct play for this fight simply because Deontay Wilder's game plan, if he's able to implement this, is effective. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a proper game plan for Wilder. If he is able to actually do it on fight night, he could 100% run Tyson Fury into a shot that ends the fight. Point blank, full stop, without question, no doubt in my mind. I think Wilder's taking the proper approach here, and I think Fury is taking an improper approach here. I think Wilder's been focused, sleeping, eating, and dreaming about Tyson Fury, and I think Fury has not even a thought in his mind about Deontay Wilder again. He was supposed to fight AJ. It just seems like the stars are lining up for Deontay Wilder to score an upset win. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like these two are in opposite spaces here. It's almost like Deontay Wilder in the first fight, cherry-picked Fury because he was a name, was off, mental health issues, ballooned up in weight, had to lose a ton of weight, and he thought, this is easy pickings. And then he almost got him. So in the second fight, he's like, are you kidding me? I was one second away from blasting this dude out. This time, I'm going to crush his soul. And you look what happened. Now, Fury seems to be in that headspace like Wilder was. Are you kidding me? The guy couldn't finish me in the first fight. And look what I did in the second fight to this guy. He doesn't even deserve this fight. An easy night's work. I'm going to go out there and finish him faster than I did the, the second time around. And then I'll move on to bigger and better things. Man, you cannot miscalculate with that type of mindset and the danger that Deontay Wilder brings in the left and right hand. You simply can't. For my money, I think this is a case you have to be very, very, very sure if you're back in Tyson Fury here. Mentally, physically, you've got to you've got to make sure that you believe the game plan that he applied in the second fight is going to work identically in the second fight and that Wilder's not going to be able to make adjustments. If you believe that Wilder is going to be able to make adjustments. That he is going to do what I'm telling you he's going to do, which is create a little bit of space, a little bit of distance, and try to run an overconfident, overeager Tyson Fury into a shot. You might just want to take that under, especially if you're a Tyson Fury fan, especially if you believe Tyson Fury has the advantage here, especially if you believe Tyson Fury is going to win the fight, but you're still cautious about Wilder being able to pull something out of the hat. Simply because 
what is Tyson Fury going to do? He's going to do what he told us he's going to do. He's going to come out. He's going to push the face. He's going to he's going to push the pace. He's going to get in the face of Deontay Wilder. He's going to try to finish him. Deontay Wilder knows this. We know this. The whole world knows this. He's proven he can do it. He finished him in the second fight. So if you're on the under and he doesn't and Wilder can't adjust, you still win. But what happens if Wilder's able to do just a little bit more than what people think he can? If he's able to create distance, maybe he gets an overconfident Tyson Fury who's just winging punches, who thinks, all I got to do is crowd Deontay Wilder. He has no answer. And Wilder surprises him, steps back, creates a little bit of distance, something he didn't do in the second fight, and launches a missile that lands right on Tyson Fury's face. Well, you were expecting Tyson Fury to do that. But it wouldn't matter if you're on the under. You still cash. Now, obviously, if you like Deontay Wilder, of course you're going to take him inside. I don't think there's any way that A, Wilder is going to outbox Fury. B, I don't think that's the plan in the first place. So when you hear all these people leading up to the fight talking about Deontay Wilder is going to try to box, he can't box, he can't box, look at his decision, 12 to 1, why would you try to outbox Fury? Just tune it out. That's not what he's trying to do at all. He's just looking at some point in time in the fight, round one or round 12, for Tyson Fury to make a mistake where he's able to capitalize. That's all he's trying to do. He's just trying to put that mistake into his own hands. He's trying to make Tyson Fury make a mistake by misjudging the distance. This was something that Deontay Wilder was terrible at. Even when you saw his looping punches, a lot of times when he was trying to finish people, you could see he's swinging over their head, falling off of his feet. I mean, just crazy. He really didn't understand distance well at all. He wasn't able to understand range at all. It's amazing that he's able to accomplish what he accomplished with just the basic of basics of understanding of the actual technical aspects of the sweet science. So if he's able to add in just a little bit more than what people think, there's a real danger here for Tyson Fury. Again, does Tyson Fury deserve to be the favorite? Of course, look at the second fight. But I think people, just like they did in the second fight, are misjudging the tactical aspect of what's going on here with the game plans. I think you have one guy who's went back to the drawing board and said, let me see what I can add. And I will say this, I don't think it's a crazy assertion that he can do this, that he can effectively apply this in the fight. We're not talking about turning him in to a slick boxer. You're just trying to teach him about distance and range and how to create enough room for him to land his punches. He didn't even have a good understanding of that when he fought off the front foot. And he knocked out everybody he was facing. So imagine if you give him a little bit of an ability to do it off the back foot against a big dude like Tyson Fury. That's going to be dangerous going forward if he's able to add in an understanding of range and distance and how to deliver his punches going forward. In my opinion, the safest bet in this fight is the under. I think that covers you if Tyson goes out, he doesn't make the mistake, or 
Deontay Wilder isn't able to implement the game plan that they've been working on well enough, and Tyson's just able to wear on him. It may take six, seven, eight, nine rounds, but you saw in the first fight, if Tyson's able to get to him and Deontay doesn't have answers and he just muffs up and it's the same old, same old, then eventually Tyson's going to wear him down and probably get him out of there before the final bell. And of course, if you're on Deontay Wilder, then it's one second, one punch. Anytime in the fight, from round one to round 12, he's got the ability to knock Tyson Fury out. It doesn't matter if Tyson's boxing. It doesn't matter if they're brawling. It doesn't matter if Wilder's going back, going forward. He still has that ability. It's just that if you're on Wilder or you're on the under, you want somebody to get knocked out, you want him to be able to... He, you want him to be able to adjust and give himself more opportunities, better opportunities to land that knockout punch. And I think what he's trained with Scott is the proper way to face Tyson Fury that's going to be aggressive, again, maybe overconfident, and looking to knock Wilder out faster and better, more spectacular than he did in the second fight because there's an opportunity there for Deontay Wilder to pull off the upset. And tell everybody, I told you so. I could adjust. I did adjust. I knocked him out. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.